Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. from Hollywood, California, the horror capital of the world, the Boulay Brothers, Creatures of the Night. Uglies, and welcome to the last episode of the Blade Brothers Creatures of the Night for 2023. <laughs> Ooh, I can't believe this year is coming to a close. It seemed like yesterday that we were touring with the Titans cast. And it was, you know, this time of year, and now uh, an entire year has passed. It's true, but I feel like 10 years have passed because so much <laughs> happened this year. It was outrageous. It did. We stayed busy this year. Woo! Like, month after month, when I think back, yes, the touring was at the top of the year, but then we did the, we, we were nominated and won the Makeup Awards, we produced the Halfway to Halloween special, and then went right into a new season of Dragula. It was crazy. Yeah, it was. So... For everybody at home, we're not going to do a full episode. As you know, we're kind of in the middle of doing the Blade Brothers Dragula postmortem episodes, which is our weekly recap of the Blade Brothers Dragula season five. But we took two weeks off for the holidays for that. So we didn't want to leave you hanging here on the podcast. So we're going to do a little year in review, little quick podcast to get you through the New Year's and holiday season and talk a little bit about our favorite things and our least favorite things from 2023. Of course. Before we do that, we do want to thank you all for listening. Like, thank you, thank you, thank you. Whether you're watching the show or listening to the podcast, just supporting our creative endeavors is what makes it possible for us to just keep going. And we really appreciate all of our listeners. So we do want to thank you. And we also have a poll question. Because I think this was a lot of fun to do this post-mortem. The weekly podcast, yeah. yeah. The weekly post-mortem where we went back, we, we watched an episode, and then we got to talk about it. And I think fans followed along. And that's really fun, right? It's something like we're doing together. So we've toyed with the idea of going back, all the way back to the beginning, and watching successive episodes starting at season one. And doing a weekly recap of all of those earlier seasons with fans, and we're wondering, is that something fans would like to listen to? Yeah, do you all think you would be into going back and re-watching The Blade Brothers Dragula Season 1 and going through all the way through to the finale of Season 3? Because I think Season 4, we were doing the podcast and we had recapped Season 4, we've recapped Season 5 and Titans, so it would sort of be like going back and tidying that up. Yeah. It could be interesting because there's a lot of information that fans would probably be interested in from the creation of those seasons that didn't come out at the time because there was no way to communicate directly yeah. with fans. So it could be interesting. Let us know if you if you all would like to hear that or would like to do that. 
You mentioned earlier how busy the year was. What were some milestones for you this year? I think the one that really stands out for me is our appearance on Good Morning America for the Halloween season. That was a fun way to ring in Halloween for everybody. I really enjoyed that. I loved it. And I do. It was fun to go back to New York. It was fun to go back to New York with you for that purpose. Mm -hmm. And I think it's something I would love to see happen every year. Yeah. It just makes a lot of sense. I agree. Uh, Okay, some highlights for me. Winning the makeup award was sort of special Mm -hmm. because, hi, we do our own makeup on the show. And that's very unusual and it's very difficult to do. So it was fun to get some recognition for that, I think. And surprising, too. Like, I'll never forget how gagged I was. I was like, okay, yes, let's do this. Uh, I think writing and directing the Halfway to Halloween special was really rewarding. Yeah. Fear Fest, doing those hosting bits oh, for Fear God, Fest I on love AMC that. were really, that was a really re- rewarding experience too. Mm-hmm. Oh, and Midsummer Scream. Us going to Midsummer Scream and having that huge presence there was such a moment because yes. it's the biggest Halloween and horror convention in the world. It's right here in Southern California. I'll never forget the first time I saw it because there was a line just like wrapped around the corner and across the bridge of the highway. And I just, I'm like, what is that? Like, where are all those people going? And I said, we need to be there. Now, fast forward to this year and there we were. It was also fun to have the winners there with us to do meet and greets and to do makeup demos and all that. I think people really looked forward to that. They came out in droves and I felt like it changed the nature of the convention even. Like it was like our crowd invaded and mixed up and it was just really enjoyable. Yes, it really was. It really was. And the fans really did enjoy those makeup tutorials. Landon did several and Victoria did several Mm -hmm. and you really got to see the transformation a a drag artist undergoes every time they go into drag. And of course, creating and directing the Blade Brothers Dragula season five was a big achievement this year. We made a lot of changes. We started directing it and thankfully the fans, the network, everyone was happy with it and it got greenlit. So we're already working on season six. Congratulations. Yeah. And congratulations to the fans, honestly, for like getting involved and watching it and supporting it. And even their feedback, I think helps us shape our vision of the show. So I agree. Um, okay. So let's move on. Let's start talking about our favorites of 2023. Okay. Our best moments in horror. Yes. yes. Okay. So let's just start at the beginning. Let's just start where everything starts. What was your favorite horror movie from 2023? <sighs> That's a tough one. It's a tough one. There was a lot of good horror this year. There really was. You want to go first? I'll go first. Okay. It, for me, this, it wasn't that tough because this, movie left such an impression on me when I saw it, mostly because I had no idea what it was about. I went in blind, which is kind of the best way to see a film, I think. You didn't watch it? I No, I did watch it. <laughs> I did watch it. I went in blind, and then I opened my eyes, and I watched the movie. <laughs> no, I went in blind knowing, not knowing anything about it, uh, which was Talk to Me. Oh, that's my favorite, too. Yes. That's my favorite, too. Yeah. But I will say my runner-up is Saltburn. Ooh. Even though it's not really a horror. I mean, it is a horror, but not a traditional horror. I guess maybe more of a thriller. But that is my runner-up. Oh, yeah. that, I was, that was a very smart, was well-made so movie. gay and so fabulous <laughs> and so filled with strangeness and perversion and death. Saltburn was great. But Talk to Me took that porcelain hand and put me in a chokehold. Like I have never seen possession presented quite like that. And I thought it was such a great way to show how the spirit realm could tamper with and manipulate the people in the living world. It was just so good. I agree. Now, what was your favorite horror TV series of 2023? I'm going to have to say the last of us, Hmm. the last of us, even though I never played the video games, I got pulled right in. I fell in love with Pedro Pascal 
like everybody else did. And I just thought the film handled all of the tone just poetically. It was it was a joy to watch. And I can't wait to watch the second season. That show was very well made. And it, again, like I didn't know the video game either. I hadn't played it either. And the show's material without ever knowing anything about their world or their universe just sucked me right in. It was so well paced. And that episode, the episode with the uh, two gay men, like that was just incredible. Unbelievable. But it is not my favorite TV series okay. of 2023. You're going to be shocked when I Am tell I? you what it is. It is Chucky. Oh. It is. <laughs> wow. Now, I'm not saying Chucky was the best TV show of 2023, but I think I had the most fun watching Chucky because even though I've seen all the child's play over the years, this yeah. year we went into that hardcore child's play like study. The deep dive. We were deep like, dive. we want to know everything yeah. there is to know about Chucky and child's so play. So we rewatched every movie. <laughs> we dug into the mythos and everything. And, and then we started watching the show. So I think just because I was so in that world, watching the show and seeing the characters develop was very rewarding. So that's going to be my best show. Of <laughs> that is kind of funny. <laughs> I do have an honorable mention though. And this is going back. It doesn't even feel like this show came out this year, but it did. The second season of Yellow Jackets. Oh, yeah. I loved yeah. revisiting with Natalie and Misty and all the girls. It's crazy. It, it, it did have that sort of like psychodrama roller coaster effect that season one did. Mm -hmm. So I'm looking forward to uh, season three. All right. So let's talk about our favorite horror literature from 2023. Okay. So my favorite horror comic of 2023 is hands down absolutely Count Crowley. And this is written by a friend of ours, David Dasmalchen. And I'm not saying that it's my favorite because he because wrote it. Because it's our friend's Because I really yeah. wouldn't do that. I love this comic book. It's so good. That's my choice, too. Now, granted, I didn't read too many horror comics, but this one stood out so much because even though it's dealing with, like, monsters and monster hunters, two great reasons to love a comic book, the characters were so real. Like, the main character is flawed and... I'm like, I know this girl. I right. know exactly how this yeah. girl moves through the world. It was just so relatable and fun. The humor in it is so dark and dry. I just, I immediately loved it. And I want more episodes to come out. Yes. So David, if you listen to this, get episode two of the next series out. Cause I'm waiting for it. Yeah. So if you haven't seen count Crowley, definitely, or you can get it on Amazon. There's, they're in collectible trades. Now I think there's two volumes out and then there's a third one that'll come out once the single issues are done. But anyways, uh, let's go on to our favorite horror novel of 2023. Great. And this one is really easy for me because I didn't read any. Oh, no so reading I, I this year. No, I, no reading at all. Well, when you go back and we just listed all those milestones, it's very clear why you didn't read anything. Thank you, Jack. Thank you for that, it's Grace. Well, I took the book that I chose for the best horror novel of 2023 was The Good House from our friend Tanana Reeve Dew. Again, not because she's our friend, just because I really enjoyed it. I took that book with me on tour and I was like, oh, I'm sure I'll have time to read it on the bus or backstage. That was a joke. Yeah. I did not. I carried the book around with me like a brick yeah. all across the world. <laughs> but then when I got home, I did start reading it. So I listened to the last half on audiobook when I was driving to set every day. Yeah. And it's really good. So if you haven't read it, definitely go check it out. She also has a new book that's coming out called The Reformatory, which actually it's out now. I have not read that yet, but I definitely plan on doing that for 2024. That sounds great. Yeah. You know how I am too. I read in cycles and I don't think I can read when there's just too much stimulation. It's hard I need to, to concentrate. Be quiet. Yeah. I need to quiet down and then I'll read like three or four books in a row 
if my life has slowed down. But this year was just too crazy. Fifth gear, I couldn't I couldn't do reading. I think that's why we watch some of the really I guess you'd call it lowbrow reality that we that we like. Yeah. It's just very stupid and easy to consume and just laugh about. Like unplug your brain and laugh. Yeah, because there's so much hard stuff going on during the day and so much thinking and mental grinding. Totally. And I mean for like 12, 13 hours a day. Like all the stuff you talked about us doing this year, it's exhausting to revisit. Yeah. I mean, of course it's rewarding, but I'm Woo. like, wow, you know? But totally. yeah, that... To go back to your point, trying to concentrate on a book while you're doing all that, very difficult to do. Very difficult. So let's move into kind of one of my favorite categories, which is our favorite rewatch of 2023. Because this brings us outside of just this year and something that you revisited, something that you probably love. Do you know what your favorite was? It was The Changeling for me. Mm. I think that is the most engaging and well-made ghost film that I can think of. I'm going to agree too. I, and, and it stands the test of time. That's the one thing, because I think the first time I saw it, I was like, this movie came out like 40 or 50 years ago, but mm -hmm. it's still eerie. Right. It is still effective and scary. Absolutely. For me, I'm pulling from the vampire world as I often do. Uh, for me, my favorite rewatch was, the Daughters of Darkness. Oh, I just yeah. love it so much. And I wish I could die. <laughs> <laughs> I actually rewatched a lot, too. Uh, Jack and I just went back to the East Coast to visit for the holidays. And on the plane is when I unplug and I just kind of binge stuff that I would watch or maybe Jack wouldn't want to watch. And I did. This is just on the one flight. I did Alien versus Predator, which was fun. It was stupid, but kind of fun. I redid Let the Right One In, which is a great foreign vampire movie. But my honorable mention for the best rewatch was the third movie I binged on that, that one flight, which was Black Swan, mm. which is that unreliable narrator. It's just a psycho, killer, crazy, awesome, beautiful story. So you still liked I st it? I still liked it, yeah. I have a favorite question that has to do with the Blade Brothers Dragula. So what was your favorite floor show of the Blade Brothers Dragula season five? Because now we've seen all the floor shows except for the finale. So what was your favorite? Ooh, season five was special because it was just filled with so much good drag, like from yeah. across the spectrum too. Like, it really was. It really was. Um, I think I'm going to have to say because I loved the looks, I loved the song, I loved the Art Deco vibe is the Haunted Hotel. That is my favorite as well. Yeah, it's yeah. too good. When we come up with these challenges, I always have images in my mind about what sort of characters we'll, we will see on the runway when, it, you know, when we finally film it. And this is one of those ones that they outdid what I expected. I was so happy with it. They got the reference, nailed it on the head. It was not Pleasure Planet X. <laughs> no, it was so good. Yeah, and I mean, so many of them did well. I really, uh, I think Throb and Jarvis really killed that floor show too. Yeah, they did. But Neo's look was so stunning, and it yeah, was. Throb's look. Oh my god. Yeah, I, I was, I was taken. Yeah, I mean, obviously JK won in terms of the overall floor show and the performance and everything, but I just really, really enjoyed Throb and Jarvis's floor show. As yeah, well. I want to also just honorable mention to Blackberry because I thought that character was a little quiet, the cigarette girl. But I thought it was nuanced and really well done. Yeah. I loved that look and performance. I like the delivery of the lip sync. It was it was very like comedy. Like I just loved it. I think it would it would be an interesting way to sort of perform a show at a live club. Yeah, I agree. What was your least favorite look that you wore on the Blade Brothers Dragula season five? Oh, 
There's a few. There's a few uh, options there. There are a few flops, even though <laughs> even though we got a lot of accolades this year. I'm gonna say one of the toughest ones to wear was for one of those Monsters of Rock challenges where we had the big red glittery explosion yeah. thing. Mm -hmm. Because for the very first time, I was sewn into that dress. Yeah, you know, you hear stories like, "Oh my God, it was backstage at the fashion show, and they had to sew me into the dress." Well, it was like, oh my God, it was backstage at the soundstage. And I literally, like, I have to go right now. And the artist just sewed me right in. Yeah. Not, not cute, not comfortable. It wasn't. It also didn't have a liner. So all the corset ribbing was just stabbed right yeah. into our everything. Yeah, that wasn't <laughs> fun. I think my least favorite was the Haunted Hotel look. <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. Yeah, it just was. I just didn't, it wasn't what I wanted to wear. I didn't like it. I liked the colors, but I just, I knew it. And I was so happy with the first two looks that I was like, oh, come on now. Yeah. Now that's going to knock us right off track, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't a huge fan of the plastic trench coat for Kaiju either, just because it was so uncomfortable. It was so hot to wear. And I would have styled it differently. I wanted the collar to go up and to have a little short wig with it. I think it would look a little better. Anyways, those are mine. So we are keeping this episode short and sweet as we're wrapping up 2023, but Drac and I would like to thank everyone for being a part of the Boulay Brothers Dragula Magic this year. Whether it was watching the show or listening to the podcast or coming to a tour stop, a convention stop, whatever it might be, we could not have done it without you. So we want to thank you, thank you, thank you. Yes, and we wish you a very happy new year and we'll see you all in 2024. We will be back next week with a post-mortem recap of the Blade Brothers Dragula Season 5, Episode 9, The Last Supper. And then the following week, we will be right here to do a recap of the grand finale. Happy new year, everyone, and we'll see you on the other side. Bye, uglies. <laughs> Boulay Brothers Creatures of the Night is hosted and produced by Drachmorda and Swanthula Boulay, along with co-host Ian DeVogler, with music by Neuron Spectre.